Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. How many times have you heard the word blockchain and still don't really understand what it is? I know that's how I felt over the past few years as blockchain and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin have been repeated ad nauseum in the media. So what exactly is blockchain? A few months ago, I had lunch with Ken Seif, 
a venture capitalist focused entirely on investing in blockchain companies. On a few post-it notes, he explained in layperson's terms why this technology will be the foundational platform for hugely transformational change that could touch every part of our economy. He didn't bring his post-it notes to Voices, but he did agree to give us a seven-minute crash course in the power and potential of the blockchain. And to go a bit deeper, we also spoke to Peter Smith, the co-founder and chief executive of Blockchain, the largest software provider for digital currency and distributed ledger technology. Under Peter's leadership, Blockchain raised over $70 million in funding from leading investors. So here's Ken Seif, followed by Peter Smith in conversation with Rohan Silva in Blockchain Explained at Voices 2018. I'm a venture capitalist and I focus on investing in blockchain technology. I'm also a recovering retailer, having founded Bluefly and Poppin and a few other companies, and uh, previously also a venture capitalist in retail technology. It was really interesting to me over the course of the last few years Uh, as I have become more seriously investing in blockchain companies, how often I was asked the question, what is the blockchain and uh, what can it do? And so my early answers, um, after spending uh, two years ago, I had been investing in the space for six years, and two years ago my early answers sounded pretty much like everything else I heard. The blockchain is a permissionless, immutable, distributed ledger technology that's powered by decentralized computers and protected by cryptography and mathematics. And um, of course, the second question was, well, tell me some things it can do because that doesn't do a lot to explain what the blockchain is. It's all true. Um, But what I also realized is that it was really easy to raise money at a time when the blockchain and cryptocurrency Uh, investments were all going uphill. And so it didn't really require a good explanation. And um, nobody else could explain it any better. So in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And uh, and so I actually spent some time thinking about how I would explain the blockchain and why it's so important. And um, I discovered how easy it was to describe something like a mobile phone or a bicycle. A bicycle has two wheels. It's got a seat. You can steer one of the wheels and you can use it to go somewhere. But when I started to think about describing other uh, conceptual ideas, it became more difficult. For example, explaining the internet was really challenging. And after 20 years of working in the internet business to not be able to explain the internet easily, it struck me I needed to spend some more time thinking about that. And that led to what I would call was the first insight in in describing the blockchain. Um, And then when people ask the question, well, what can it do? I think I did the same thing as everyone else at the time, which was I said, well, it's going to be used in supply chain. You'll use it for factoring. You'll use it in finance. You can pay. uh, It's going to impact payments. Um, We'll use it for provenance in, in retail. And all of those things are true, but it doesn't begin to explain the power of the blockchain in the same way that we couldn't, we couldn't fathom the power of the internet 20 years ago when it first came out. We described it in the context of email and media and online shopping, never once thinking about Uber and Airbnb. So let me take a stab in the next five minutes at explaining what the blockchain is uh, in context of the internet. The first point I want to make is that 
the way to think about the internet and describe the internet is that the internet allows for any two entities or any two or more entities to exchange data. What do I mean by an entity? I mean that uh, a company, uh, a person, an institution can exchange some form of data with another company, another institution, another person. What do I mean by data? Well, data could be text, it could be video, it could be voice, it could be your GPS location, it could be your credit card information, it could be your list of friends. Take a company like Facebook. A person, entity number one, is exchanging some text, some videos, some voice, a list of their friends to an entity, Facebook, who then is distributing that data to that list of friends. Let's take Uber. A person is sending their GPS coordinates, their credit card information, to an entity, Uber, who then sends it to a driver who goes to that GPS location and then goes to another GPS location. I have not found an internet company yet that could not be described as an entity sending data to another entity. So what does this mean? 20 years ago, and this chart only goes back to 2004, um, 20 years ago, the forms of data that we exchanged were very limited. But as we were able to, to send more data frictionlessly, our forms of data expanded, and the amount of data and information that we created grew exponentially. So where are we now? We're in the same place with the blockchain. We're in that stage where we don't actually know what what we're going to be exchanging in, the, in 20 years. We only know what we can exchange now. The blockchain is very similar. It's two entities exchanging something. Same two entities. It's uh, same, same kinds of entities. It is a institution, a government institution, an educational institution, a person, uh, a company, possibly a contract. Now that we're moving into the world of IoT, Internet of Things, it could be a device as well exchanging something with another entity. So what are they exchanging? They're exchanging value. What is value today? Value today are things that are valuable to us. So that could be a store of value, such as gold. It could be currency, such as the US dollar. It could be the promise to pay something of value in the future. So we could be exchanging money for something. For example, a bet we make or an insurance policy. But also an interesting thing begins to happen as you, begin to as you begin to unpack what value could be. Value could also be the things that we want to keep private. So value could also be private data. Private data like your medical records or the secret formula for Coca-Cola. And so when you put it all together, what you get is you get one entity exchanging value with another entity. What does that mean? That means probably two things. It probably means that we do not know today what value will be exchanged in the future. And number two, probably means, because it's frictionless to exchange value with the blockchain, it probably means that the amount of value that we are exchanging today in this world, the financial systems, the health systems, the medical systems, the payment systems, supply chain, the provenance systems, all of that is probably fractional and will grow exponentially. So how should we think about this? 
I think the easiest way to think about this is in the context of fire. Fire was first controlled by human beings about a million years ago. You have to imagine that before that first person figured out how to spark a flint and light some tinder, that many people banged stones together, and probably on occasion some sparks flew. But it was the first person who banged those stones together, saw that spark hit some tinder, and recognized that it was a repeatable act who first controlled fire. So what would they have imagined at that time? They may well have understood that fire would create warmth because they, they, they were familiar with the sun and they knew what warmth was. They probably also understood right away that fire was a source of light because they also comprehended the sun and understood, understood light. And I would guess that they probably also developed the concept of the campfire because so many people saw the novelty of fire, gathered around to watch the fire, and that evolved into the campfire. What they probably didn't understand at that moment in time was that someday, a million years later, fire would be used to weld the steel that would create the buildings that would change the landscape of our cities, our countries, and our nations forever, or that fire would power the steam engines that would power the locomotives that would colonize or accelerate the colonization of our world around us. So the thing I leave you with is that we are at the place right now where fire has just been discovered. We can see the warmth, we can see the light, we can see supply chain and provenance and uh, payments and um, uh, financial systems that are going to be completely decomposed by this new technology. What we cannot see yet are the Ubers and Airbnbs and the many more use cases that will evolve, not just over the next 20 years, but probably over the next hundreds of years from this new technology. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ken. Now, just to go a little bit deeper on a new technology, it's always good to talk to an entrepreneur who has actually used the technology and turned it into a real business. Peter Smith is the co-founder and chief executive of Blockchain, the largest software provider for digital currency and distributed ledger technology, which provides the world's most popular digital wallet for over 30 million customers. Under Peter's leadership, Blockchain has raised over $70 million in funding from leading investors, including Lakestar, Lightspeed, and Google Ventures. To navigate the potential of the blockchain, please welcome Peter Smith and welcome back Rohan Silva. All right, so I've got to confess, blockchain's one of those words that I used to, probably still do, bandy around without really understanding uh, what it means. So when Imran asked me to do this, I was really thrilled because I figured I could actually genuinely learn something. Um, can, we, can we start? Um, why don't you have a crack at describing what the blockchain is and why it, why it matters? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the things that challenges our industry is we've yet to settle on a sort of unified theory to describe what we do. 
And so if you ask uh, folks from sort of the investor side or the analyst side what it is, you'll get a very divergent answer from folks on the engineering or product side. For clarity, I'm from the engineering side, so I'll be quite practical in this. It's really just a way of distributing a central source of truth. So today, most of what we rely on in the world to determine uh, truth about things of value is some central entity. And the easiest way to describe this is banking. Today, when you log into your HSBC app and you see that you have um, you know, 100,000 pounds, you don't really know that you have 100,000 pounds in that account. In fact, there probably isn't 100,000 pounds in that account. Definitely mine. <laughs> not, in, not in the HSBC system anyway. But uh, there, there is a bank that tells you it's there and you're relying on them as a central sort of record of truth. On the other hand, when you um, deal with any kind of system where the asset is on a blockchain or a distributed ledger, you're looking at something that is secured by a lot of entities. And so it's a distributed way of securing truth. And there's a lot of different models for that. And that corresponds to a lot of different levels of security. So one of the things that doesn't come through a lot in these big high-level conversations is that there's one question, which is like, is an asset on a blockchain? And then how is that blockchain secured? Just like HSBC is probably a bigger, more formidable bank than your local credit union, there is sort of a you know, big, high-grade blockchains out there in the world today with very expensive security models and then there are very there are lower grade models as well and that's kind of an important thing to recognize. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. 
Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Recognize. Although I'm going to ask a lot of very inane questions, so forgive me. So the, um, the, the, you're describing here a set of kind of ledgers, lists of, uh, of transactions or, or information, um, which could be held in lots and lots of people's computers, all around the world. I mean, how, how, tell us a bit how easy it is to sort of start something like this afresh. Uh, could, could, could someone, uh, or, or is it about tapping into pre-existing uh, infrastructure? So there's, there's two things. There's the protocols, which govern how an asset is transmitted and secured. The most famous two protocols in the world today are probably Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're very, very divergent sort of protocols, very different from each other. And then there's assets on top of those protocols. And confusingly, because we had no marketing people in our space, we called the asset the same word as the underlying protocol in both of those cases. But in the case of Ethereum, for example, you can put other assets on top of the Ethereum protocol. And that's very, very easy. Like, so spinning like, like up, what? Yeah, what does that, so what does that to give you an example, spinning up a new Ethereum Ethereum be being a, a, kind a, of virtual currency. a protocol. Yeah. Well, it's a virtual currency. It's also a distributed compute protocol. It's also a trust machine. So it's the equivalent of like a distributed HSPC or something. And to spin up a new protocol is very difficult and requires a lot of expertise in convincing people all over the world to run your protocol. It's incredibly difficult to do it at scale. To spin up a new asset is very simple. I could probably you know, get myself and one other two technical people and over the next month, spin up your, an asset for each and every single one of you. You could all have your own virtual currencies built on top of Ethereum you know, in the course of the next 30 days or so. And that's going to get easier and easier and easier. And that's probably one of the most interesting things about what's coming from our space is that historically, it's been really hard to take value and digitize it and make it tradable, fungible, and give it a very, very high velocity of money. So how do we get your asset around the world very quickly and give everyone access to it? Mm. That's been very difficult historically. And today it's really trivial. And that's probably one of the more exciting things. Okay. Well, look, let's, let's apply this to fashion, right? We've got a room full of uh, fashion entrepreneurs, investors, designers, uh, and so on. Uh, talk us through, Peter, how, uh, you know, let's give, us, give us one good example of the way in which blockchain could have a big impact on everyone's, everyone's work. Yeah, so... I think, and, and to give you a, a little bit of background, what we do is um, on our, both on our retail and institutional businesses is take these assets and give people uh, easy ways to interact with them. Um, so whether you, know, you are a retail consumer or an institution, we give you the sort of infrastructure and services you need to use digital currencies. And so I'm always thinking about it from an application standpoint. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that we've seen people do is fund communities and projects on top of distributed protocols. And so what this means, to break it down, is someone will say, I would like to fund a video game or a rare sort of art project. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to 
sell ownership of that project to people all over the world that are interested in it. Right. And when and if I deliver that project, that unit of value that I sold, that token or that currency or that, you know, you could even call it a share of stock, will be useful in that ecosystem as a form of payment to buy goods and services in that ecosystem. And the most interesting example for fashion people is probably the creation of a whole new virtual world. So we've had several virtual worlds created, uh, one which is called Decentraland. Terrible branding. And um, that world was financed with a uh, token that was issued on top of the Ethereum blockchain. And then the project, the people behind the project, sold part of that token that funded their operating costs. They built Decentraland. And now everyone can use those tokens to buy assets inside of Decentraland, very similar to Second Life, uh, which was one of the more successful video games of, of my youth. Um, and there's now this huge world called Decentraland that is worth about $80 million and exists only on the internet. And you can imagine building those kind of communities in all sorts of other worlds and products. So, you know, if a new fashion designer is getting started a year or two from now, instead of financing their uh, supply production via, you know, a bank or a fashion house or however, you know, a fashion run is financed, they could sell equity in the run of that work directly, directly to the people that are their fans. Right. And then that token could be used to purchase their work almost as somewhere between a loyalist scheme and an ownership scheme. Yeah. yeah. So, it, and, and the, um, just sort of playing that forward, uh, just to kind of look into the crystal ball a bit, but let's assume that, that um, fashion designers start to work in that, in that way. Do you think that is likely to change the relationship between you know, the, the sort of design talent and sort of fashion studios? Do you think there could be a sort of disintermediation that, that could take place? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about enough about how fashion works. One of the reasons I was interested in coming up here was to learn how fashion and design work. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back from commenting there. But I think what it will change is the power structure between people who create things mm -hmm. and people who buy things. And in, in between there, there's all the people that sort of finance things. Right. And I think what it's going to really change is the way projects are financed and whether those are artistic projects of, you know, uh, like creating digital art or video games, which is arguably digital art or fashion, I think it's going to dramatically change how all of those things are, are financed. And you're going to see more and more things in our world financed directly rather than indirectly. Mm, really interesting. And, and, you know, when everyone here gets back to, you know, their studios, their offices in, in the days ahead, what would you advise them to be, you know, starting to explore with regards to, to, to blockchain? Where, where, where should people begin because it can sort of seem a bit daunting uh you know some of this agenda a bit like any new technology yeah so it's a super daunting space and made even harder by people like me who are engineers by background and, and weren't very good at the at the branding and, and communications <laughs> so I a think, great job oh boy a lot of practice and i think so i think the first thing to do is realize that a lot of the stuff that you hear talked about in the mainstream press is very far out Today, the vast majority of what's going on in our space is related to cryptocurrency, to cross-border money transfer, um, and to raising capital for projects within the digital sphere. So there hasn't been a big jump from the digital sphere to the sort of like hard material sphere in life. 
Right. I think that'll take place for the next couple of years. But I think it's really important to learn what it is. The only way to do that is to, is to use these things. The easiest way to do that is to uh, buy some cryptocurrency, do some transactions, buy some weird assets, figure out how to issue your own assets. Um, you could probably do all of that in one afternoon. Uh, even if you're totally computer illiterate, you could probably do it all in one afternoon. Our website actually makes that pretty easy. Uh, it's just blockchain.com. You can go there. You can uh, do all this kind of stuff. Um, and if you have any problems, you can send me an email at peter at blockchain.com. That's pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, the... Um you know, if you had to sort of, uh, sort of guess where over the next few years, you know, this, this technology is likely to go, I mean, tell, tell us a bit about, you know, what you're going to be working on um, as, as, you know, this technology moves forward, you know, from, from the sort of virtual currency, cross-border payment through to the next step. Sure. So we are a neutral platform that unites these protocols and makes them useful to end users, whether it's institutions or retail. And to do that, we invest in the protocols when they're very early, we invest in the assets when they're very early, and then we work with them to make them useful for average people. And that sounds super easy. I've discovered over the last six years that it is, in fact, really difficult. <laughs> um, but, you know, today we're, today we're making it easy for tens of millions of people to use this stuff. You know, over the next couple of years, we hope to take that up to a couple hundred million. And by that point, I think people in fashion will have to really pay attention. Okay, one last question for me, which is, um, you know, the, the, the sort of most sort of understandable end of blockchain is to do with virtual currencies, sure. um, Bitcoin, uh, etc. Do you think um, fashion companies should today be looking at accepting virtual currency as payment on e-commerce websites? That strikes me as a kind of potentially quite practical step for, for, for companies to say. Is that, is that worthwhile yet or is that... Actually, wait a few years, let it grow. I think if you're interested in affluent millennial customers, you should probably accept cryptocurrency on your sites. Because the vast majority of uh, people who use crypto today are affluent millennial customers. Mm. I also think that all of this stuff, it's important to start early because that's the only way you can build up the knowledge within your company. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm not sure how much deep learning can do for fashion today. I still think that you should have people actively thinking about deep learning, integrating outside tools, doing what you can with it. Deep learning you, is in machine, uh, machine learning, learning, AI. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big debate in computer science about whether AI exists or not. And uh, I'm on the deep learning side. But you should probably be doing something with both of these things. Because if you wait until you have to do something, you're probably way behind a lot of your competitors. Excellent. Well, there you go. Cool, cool to arms from Peter Smith. Blockchain.com. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation, you might be interested in BOF Professional, our global membership community from the business of fashion. BOF Professional members receive unlimited access to all of our articles, daily members-only analysis, the BOF Professional iPhone app, biannual print issues, and all of our online education courses as part of your membership. For a limited time only, we are offering BOF Podcast listeners an exclusive discount on an annual BOF Professional membership. To get 25% off of your first year, click on the link in the episode notes, select the annual package, and enter the special invitation code PODCAST2019 at the checkout. We hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to tell your friends.
Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, welcome to the Next Wave podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change. 